Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. I am Sam, and we are all here gathered together for episode 23. I am back on the air, the intro is clean and crisp, and I'm ready to dive back in. What do you say, boys? To my right, as always, is Steve. To my left is Adam. Who wants to go first and answer the question, how are you doing today? I'm going to defer to Adam. Adam, how are you doing today? Well, see, I was going to defer to Steve because he always goes first, and I don't want to mess up the mojo. All right, well, I'll tell everybody how I'm doing then. (laughs) And that is great because I'm back on the podcast, I'm ready to talk beer, and that's really it. That's it. Ready to drink beer. Okay. All right, we can can accommodate that. I know. We have three beers lined up. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Another sticking with, sticking with the show format. Another another three beers for the show. So since nobody really wants to talk about how they're doing today, I say we just get right into the show. Oh no, I want to talk about how I'm doing today. I just it, it's tradition that Steve goes before I do. But then I already said I deferred, so you should have just went. Right, no, exactly. He <laughs> deferred to you. If you defer back to him, I'm just taking things over and just moving the show yeah. along. Otherwise, it's just going to be you guys going back and forth. So, well, Adam, how are you? Well, see, that's what the entire episode last week was with you not here. It was just him and I going back and forth. Yeah. So we've had entire episodes of that, so I'm okay with doing that again. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll just go home. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right, well, we'll assume, and for the sake of our audience, we will assume that you're both doing well and that you are also excited for the show today. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) Now, with that, (laughs) we are going to get into today's beer theme. And today, the three of us decided to be some very basic bitches and just come up with something simple. And that is, of course, wheat beers. Now, wheat beer... It's a pretty simple concept. It's been around for quite some time. We're going to learn a little bit more about it on the show. Uh, but it's a great style, especially in the summer. Yes. Yes, it is. And did you know that in August and September, that's usually when it's time to harvest the spring wheat? Oh, is it? Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're already going to start prepping for next year's batch. Yes, they are. <laughs> and we'll get into a little bit of that in segment two. That's great. I'm, I'm very happy for all the harvesters out there working hard to bring me my beer. <laughs> Would you say the international harvesters? Yeah. That joke went know. right over his head. I know it did. Uh, no, I know it's a giant harvester tractor. All right. Good. Because there's a country music song song called International Harvester. Ugh. Yeah, of so, course he would know that. So <laughs> you learn a lot through country music. <laughs> well... <laughs> I don't know about all that. So is International the brand of the Harvester? Or, yes. did, or is it yeah. because it came or was developed in another country? No, that is that is the brand. That is a logo that is on the front of the apparatus. Gotcha. Similar to a John Deere, a Cub Cadet, a Kubota, an Oliver, etc., 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 etc. That's Quivarna. Gotcha. All righty. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. They're, although they're more of a chainsaw. That too, yeah. yeah. Kind of set up. Yeah, they are. They're, they make, chain, they're chainsaws and tractors. They they do make a good chainsaw, though. I yeah, like they do. me a good Husqvarna. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I like me a good beer. So, Adam, why don't you tell us what basic bitch wheat we're drinking first? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, 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 I'm a little disappointed in you, Sam. Because you, you keep saying, yes, a little bit. Because you keep saying that these wheat beers are all basic bitches beers, and I don't understand why you keep saying that. Okay, so, I truly don't so the one that you're about to introduce is maybe the ones that Steve and I brought to the table are a little <laughs> bit more, I don't know, expansive. Let's say sad. 
Just sad. In their ingredients or their flavor profiles. Oh, okay. All right. Now, this has caused a little bit of controversy amongst amongst the podcast here. Which which we'll get into. We will get into. Uh... This is, this is the beer that I'm bringing to the table. I am the one standing behind this beer. It is not these two. It is me. So if anybody has any problem with it, you come to me. I'm actually sitting in front of it. <laughs> I will put it right in front of your face. I will make you look at it the entire time if I have to. I can't tell if I'm behind it or in front of it. What is it? I think you're on the side of it. Okay. What? Yeah, what is this? What is this, this monstrosity is, here? Oh, wow. Sad. Just sad. You're not even giving it a chance. See, monstrosity actually would imply that it's, like, I don't know, brewed in such a way that it would be astringent or right. terrible tasting. This isn't a monstrosity. This is basic bitch beer. <laughs> I, so am I. I am the only one that's fighting for this beer right now. Tell, tell the audience what it is wow. first before they yeah. uh, turn the show off. Right. So the beer, the first beer that we are trying tonight uh, is from Pottsville, Pennsylvania. It is actually from a quite well-known brewery here in Pennsylvania and actually along the eastern seaboard. Uh, it is the Yingling Summer Wheat. Uh, it is a Hefeweizen-style beer. Mm-hmm. So, okay. <laughs> you, you don't seem too impressed, Steve. Well, all right. For the audience's sake of what the controversy has stirred... There are two people. <laughs> Adam is firm, firmly behind this beer. I am firmly not a yingling drinker. <laughs> True. And Sam, even though he is a yingling drinker, is firmly against the idea of yingling being considered craft beer. Right. That so, is correct. So, so this I'm is wondering where, why we have it on this show. Yeah. So this is where we're As at. As is the and, audience, I'm and sure. And we'll get farther into that, but... Let's first, try the let's, beer first. Yes. We're going to give the beer its fair shake. Yes. On the show with the twist off cap. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes, because every good craft beer comes with a twist off cap. <laughs> Remember five years ago when you wouldn't have ever drank a, a beer coming out of a can? Wait, five years ago I wouldn't have drank a beer out of a can? Oh, we would still are drink you, beer out of a can. That's when craft started first going into cans. Okay, uh, then six years ago. Yeah, okay. Yeah, five years ago, I mean, we were probably drinking 21st Amendment. Yeah. That's, that's the first canner I can think of. Same. That, that would be drinking. The, the point is, is that packaging, it, it, there's still always a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of evolution. Oh, so. yeah. No, it's, it's definitely changed. And yeah. we're definitely seeing more craft than can now. Right. So. And I can think of one questionable craft off the top of my head that uses a twist <laughs> off. <laughs> Yingling Summer Wheat, which we're about to enjoy. I think that that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head that has a twist off. <laughs> Is Yingling? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you yes. know what? Yes. Maybe, yeah. maybe they're gonna. Maybe they're trendsetters. That, from well, 1829. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If that's trendsetting. I think that's <laughs> resistance to change. Yeah. <laughs> but if you keep doing that for long enough, right, it'll come back around. <laughs> right. All right. So looking at this beer, it's hazy. Yeah, it's hazy like Probably a half of Weizen should be. Mm-hmm. It, it looks exactly like a half of Weizen should. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, and I, I, it might just because of the way I poured it, uh, it does not have the thick, fluffy head what, like you would expect with no. a half of Weizen. But it smells like a half of Weizen. Smelling some bananas, some cloves. Yep, which are off, uh, the first nose here. Which are your classic uh, traits of a half of Weizen. Very classic. Yeah, I'm getting all the same, just standard notes of what half of Weizen would be. Right. <laughs> so far, this is just down the middle half of Weizen. <laughs> And even though it's called a summer wheat, the bottle does say it's a traditional Wizen beer. So yeah. I don't think we're going to get any surprises with this one. Uh, I don't think so either. But well, that's not always a bad thing. I'm going to drink it. Well, tastes like a Hefeweizen. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not much to write home about. No. <laughs> it just is what it is. It's traditional. So yeah. let's let's get into this a little bit more. Right. The the point of contention on this beer uh, is the big name that is on the label, Yingling. Yeah. There has been some contention as to whether or not this is a craft beer. Right. And does it deserve to be on this show? Right. My opinion is that, yes, it should be. Uh, Sam's opinion is that, no, it should not be. It should not. No. 100%. Yeah. You so, guys are split completely evenly, and I am of the mindset that it should be, but I have very negative reasons as to why it should be. Is it because of that name, Yingling? Well, it's because anything that, whether it be Yingling or uh, Sam Adams or uh, anything like that, mm -hmm. we should be able to have it on the show to shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it's a bad beer, I think the audience deserves to know if something is shitty. I completely agree. And Or if it's just mediocre or underperforms, everybody should... Be able to hear what that is. I agree, but that that accounts for everything. Whether it's made by what is considered a large large craft brewery or right. what is your your local tap house down the street, right? We should be able to review anything that is considered a craft beer, good, bad, or indifferent. Which brings up really the deeper conversation, and it's what it rages on between everybody. Right. What is craft beer? Right. Yes. Now, if you want to get into what is the actual definition, uh, we have covered that in previous episodes what is the definition of a craft brewery per the american what is the home uh, per per the brewers association per the brewers association yeah. thank you under that definition uh as long as your production is under six million barrels a year and less than 25 percent of your company is owned by a beverage company within the continental u.s uh, actually, it doesn't apply to the continental U.S. Okay. Uh, we can we can get into that, but it, right, it right. just has to be under 25% of your company can be owned by something that's not a craft beer maker. Correct. Yep. With that in mind, Yingling, as a company, as a whole, is considered a craft brewery, per the definition. Per the definition, and I'm, right. I'm not going to argue that. Right, so right. right then and there, it deserves to be on the show. So Now, hold on, that's, two, that's yeah. two different things, right? Now, by definition, it is a craft brewery, but at the end of the day, should it be on this show? In my yes. opinion, absolutely not. Yes. So I defend feel... yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> not um, you. Not you, Sam. Oh, Sam. You've already made your point. Well, a point. You. You've made a point. You made a, a good point. point. So right. I want Sam to rebut why the Brewers Association's definition isn't good enough to have Yingling as a craft beer on a craft beer podcast. Well, here's the here's my argument here. So by definition, no matter what type of brewery you have or how much beer you produce, you're going to be labeled as something. So based on Yingling's distribution channels and how far their reach is, as well as what their facilities have the capacity to make in terms of number of kegs per year, and I think they're around 4.9, I read. Really? That's 4.9 million? That sounds mm. kind of high. Yeah, that sounds a lot high. 2.9 million? million? Every, every, yeah, I, I think it's 2.9. Everything okay. I've read is uh, under or around 3 for both Yingling and Sam Adams. And they're pretty much neck and neck. Okay. Yeah. So, anywho, Yingling is producing that amount of beer. Yes. But they're producing that amount of beer by default because that's, where, that's, that's what they can make. 
that's where they can distribute to and they're not expanding upon that. When I think of a true craft brewery and someone that deserves to be on this show, I think of some of the true pioneers. And I'll even throw Sam Adams in here, right? Sure. Sam Adams, okay. a Stone, a Bells, a, you know, even a, a New Belgium, a oh, Goose Island. Oh, New Belgium. You mean New Belgium that has facilities not only in Colorado but also in North Carolina. Right? No one said you can't have more than one facility. Yeah, that's, that's exactly true. what you're saying. What? No, no. You're no. saying that they are... Uh, hold they on, are let, me, let me okay. finish my point here. Okay. The, the point is that these folks have really innovated and they've taken old world styles and challenged them with a lot of new twists. They've put out, you know, products that, that take different styles. They've mixed styles together. They've added flavors in beer that others shouldn't have even have thought to put in beer, right? And so when I think craft, I think of someone who's creative, that, that spans the styles and has, you know, the, the innovation and the know-how to bring, to bring all types of beer to their consumers. When I think of Yingling, they have 10 products. <laughs> yeah. One is the Yingling traditional. Right. One is the Yingling light. Right. And then two of them are what, Yingling premium and Yingling premium light. Mm -hmm. So right there, I mean, you're talking about the most standard beer. They have six other ones. They have a Lord Chesterfield, this summer wheat. They have an IPA, IPL, and then they have their, uh, I believe their Yingling Porter. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so they have the black and tan. Right? Yeah, the, the black, black and tan. tan that's yeah. right. Your Oktoberfest. So they're not they're not an innovator. They're not coming out with new beers. The last time they put out a beer was 2015, and that was that IPL. Okay. So, what's wrong with that? Huh? There's a lot wrong with that when you think about what the craft beer community wants, what they thrive for. What think of all what the craft brewers around Pittsburgh are doing. They don't come. They don't pull that shit. <laughs> they they produce beers, uh, you know, for for the consumer. And the point I'm trying to make here is that when we think of a theme for this show, and we can only introduce three beers to it, we need to choose from a style that has, I don't know, some pizzazz to it. Style or, uh, I think you mean brewery? Both. Brewery and, and the style in itself, because when people think of craft beer, nobody thinks of yingling. People, no, no, but I'm, sa I'm people saying... People think of I'm the saying... craft breweries that have actually put out something interesting. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if we, choo if we choose wheat... If we choose to do a weed episode as we're doing today, right? You're saying we shouldn't choose from like Sam Adams and Yingling. We well, should choose somebody who's doing something interesting with wheat. Something new, something creative, um, something that our audience may or may have not tried yet. And mm -hmm. I'm not even going to say we shouldn't do Sam Adams because Sam Adams puts out a shitload of beers, oh, all no, kinds yeah. of different varieties. Have, Every season they're coming out with multiple new beers. So yeah, from they a have all those high-end bombers and shit. They do. From a creativity yeah, standpoint, you know, they're they're really hitting the hitting the nail on the head there and they're they're knocking it out of the park with some of their beers. Some of them I think are actually pretty good. Okay. You know, but Yingling we're just talking about a basic wheat beer. And if you listen to, you know, other craft beer podcasts out there, hopefully you don't, but if you are, you know, <laughs> dabbling if in your craft beer podcast pool, dipping your toes in the water, you know, nobody else is going to be reviewing these beers. It's a, we're doing a disservice to our audience by reviewing this beer on the show. I disagree. Because uh, can I can I get a point into <laughs> why uh, why I disagree with what Sam just said? Sure. Um, I don't think we're doing a disservice to our audience because even though we can uh, we've limited ourselves to three beers a podcast and we are kind of I understand that you think that we're burning one by not having something more creative or something that anybody even wants to hear about. Well, you don't know that. You don't I, know that. I have a pretty here's the, here's the, good here's the thing, Sam. Here's the thing, Sam. I think your viewpoint about that is coming from a bit of a Homer standpoint, 
in the fact that we've been inundated with yingling our entire lives. Whereas the West Coast, they actually really enjoy yingling and view it as something special. I will give you, I will give you a quick example. We just did an episode on the Alaskan brewery. I know, I was there. The exact, they are basically yingling west. <laughs> if you think about the way they go. They have eight to ten products that they haven't changed since they opened in the 80s. And they're probably pretty standard, like most of the products that they have are really standard fare. You know, would you consider them not craft because of that? Well, should we I mean, have not done that whole episode? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a valid point. And they are considered one of the top twenty largest breweries. Uh, craft yeah, breweries. they they're actually sitting at nineteen according to the two thousand seventeen ranking. Right. So they. What's Yingling sitting at? Yeah. One. Yeah. Number one. They're number <laughs> they're one. Number, number one. one. Yeah. In terms of production, I know. In yeah. Terms no. It's of... a, yeah. All, based on the Brewers Association right. production list, oh, okay. it goes. Um, I can give you a quick rundown of the top five actually. Well, it's probably Yingling, then Sam Adams. Yeah, it goes Yingling, Boston Beer, Sam Adams. Mm. Uh, Sierra Nevada, New Belgium. Okay. Are uh, three and four. Uh, then Gambrinus. The hell is that one? It's the Shiner oh. company. Oh, oh Texas. Shiner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, number six is uh, the Duvel Morgat. Okay. Mm. USA. Mm-hmm. So, which is actually three different breweries. Okay. Uh, in America. Right. It, that's um, the Omegong. Uh, the Deconic, and Firestone Walker. Which I know for a fact that we've had two of those three on the show before. Right. So just because they're big doesn't mean they're not craft. Now, another point I will make as to whether or not this particular beer deserves to be on the show or not. Steve already made a very good point as to there might be some homerism, and we're all guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not only that is... There are those out there, and I know this for a fact because I've talked with people, uh, there are those out there that don't necessarily understand or, or have a good understanding of what the styles are and what they bring to the table. Yeah, well, that's what we're here for, to educate them. Right. Exactly. So, if it, it... So why don't we educate them on a craft beer? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me restate that. If, if we're here to educate, or edutain, as the tag would say, mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we use one of the ones that is one of the most prevalent wheat beers out there that is most easily accessible? Someone is going to see this, that is going to be one of the easiest ones they can step into. If they've never stepped into that wheat arena, this is the one that is probably the most easily accessible to those people, and we can kind of guide them. To, to me, that means that this, this beer needs to be on this show. You know, I you know I didn't really actually think about it that way. I kind of agree with that, too. I, I was going to, the way I'm thinking of it, of um, there's the idea that you can't know good without knowing evil. (laughs) Right. I was uh, approaching it more, you know, black and white in that we should be reviewing beers like this, even though right now as I'm drinking it, I don't find it to be repulsive or anything. Right. But if this was a really shitty wheat beer, I could easily say, hey, everybody, don't drink this one. Right. But here's... Other ones that do the right thing. Correct. And that's and that's honestly all we can do with these beers. Yeah. Is give our honest opinion. And to to exclude something that number one does meet the definition per the Brewers Association. I know I keep coming back mm-hmm. back to that, but that's that's what we have to work with. Which if, if it meets the definition and we're here to educate right, wrong, or indifferent, this beer should be on the show. I, I would say for now. <laughs> if 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 they ever cross that six million barrel, gone. Yeah, we don't have. To I, do I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah. My uh, my other uh, my other contention about this though is that we have had 
breweries that on the show that don't fall into the uh, the brewer's definition correct. of craft beer. That is correct. Magic Hat comes right off the top of my head. Right. Just because that was the worst beer we ever had. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that beer sucked, but why, yeah. why do they not fit the definition? Um, because they're uh, owned by the North American Brewers uh, Breweries Company, which also owns uh, Genesee. So by that same logic, we shouldn't do Goose Island, Ballast right, Point, exactly, correct. any of those breweries, too. So yeah, oh, yeah, we've also Inbev, done Ballast Miller Point. Miller Coors, Ballast Point, yep. anything so, like that. So the craft Death. I think our well, I mean, craft... Yingling is because they're independently owned. Right, right. They're independently owned, so... Yeah, they're... I get the definition. Right. I'm just... But, I'm, but to go along with your definition, like Ballast Point would fit your definition of what a craft beer is more, even though they're owned by another arm, they are more expendi- uh, experimental, they're more creative, they put out a, you know, a lot of fine products. Mm-hmm. And I don't fault them for being owned by somebody else. <laughs> well, they sold their company for a billion dollars. Everybody <laughs> listening would have done the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> that is one billion with a B, folks. Yeah, I, I mean, I get your guys' points, and you're they're legit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mm. lie that lie about that because <laughs> that would be a lie, and I don't. It'd lie. be fake news. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I'm just thinking along the lines of you know we think of maybe and maybe we're spoiled you know with all the beers, but. When we are reviewing beers on the podcast, and we only have three choices, my thought is, why re- why review the most basic of the basic that many of our listeners may not even be able to get, where there's so many cool, innovative beers out there for almost each and every style that true craft breweries are producing? Look at it this way. Why you would we not want to do one of those? You know the, the magazine Motor Trend. I'm sure you're familiar with the magazine. They do car yeah. reviews all the time. They have, sometimes they have to review the Toyota Corolla versus the McLaren. Not literally head to head, but you have oh, to. Why not? That'd be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> but sometimes basic is okay. Sometimes what is widely available is okay. And maybe that's something that we could have come out with saying, hey, this is actually a really good beer. Don't let that name fool you. Because sometimes. If it's a big beer like that, they can still make good beer, and that's okay. The, just because it has that name on it shouldn't automatically disqualify it. Fair enough. Good beer is good beer, no matter what. That's the bottom line. Well, then our audience can stay tuned for reviews on Budweiser, Rolling Rock, <laughs> Coors Extra Gold, and... I said good beer. We said and, good beer. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Sam Adams Light, I guess. I bet, I... <laughs> so stay tuned. You're getting the basic bitch of every category, Hot Nation. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't save you here. I'm being outnumbered two to one. Sam, I'm also noticing that your glass is empty before everybody else. No, I will say, hey, I'm not, I'm not shitting on the beer itself. But I believe there's no place for it on the show. But if we're getting back to our reviews, that's my opinion. You guys have your opinion. But, you know, from purely judging this as a wheat beer standpoint, I will say that it, it, is, a, it is a good wheat. It is exactly what you would expect from this beer. It is a traditional wheat. It's got all the right flavors. It's got the right, it's got the right look and feel. Um, and look, I'm a Yingling fan. I have been since day one. I love Yingling Lager. I'll drink it at a bar any day. And some of their other products I enjoy as well. They're not bad. Um, I just don't believe that. I mean, by definition, they fit the craft beer mold. But I don't know. They're not. Uh, they're not. They're not ones that typically tend to go above and beyond and impress me, so I don't feel that they have a position on this show. But they're here now, 
and we're reviewing them and we've had a nice discussion and what we are going to do for the audience here is actually put up a, uh, a poll I believe on social meters yeah we can put, uh, we'll, we'll put a poll up on Twitter, week, Twitter. Or on Twitter yeah. yeah we'll put a poll up on Twitter to see if you believe in your opinion is yingling a craft beer and something we should have on the show or is it now hold on a second hold on a second are we saying that yingling is a craft beer or are we saying that the summer wheat in and of itself is a craft beer just yingling in general. Like, okay. should should we have any other more products on this on this show? Yeah, like I, I guess ha- that's a good way to put it. Like, I have no. So, uh, another example. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, the, the Shiner Company is at number five. Right behind Sierra Nevada, uh, Sierra Nevada, and um, New Belgium. New Belgium. Thank you. Would we have any of their products on this show? I think so. Yeah, definitely. Okay. They're wildly creative with some of their beers. They are, with like their birthday beer and such. That's exactly the cold-pressed coffee. Mm -hmm. So, would you have the Shiner Bach on? Yeah, but would we have Shiner Bach on? Because, to me, that's that's the same thing with the Yingling. It's the Yingling of Texas. Yeah, I know. That's the Yingling Lager of Texas. Even though Shiner does do a lot more creative stuff, would we bother have if we were doing a Bach episode, would we bother having Shiner Bach on? Would you be interested in that? Because I have no interest in having the regular Yingling Lager on the show. Nor ever, do I. Ever. No. Yeah. Nor do I. And, yeah. and, I mean, to tell you the truth, unless we were doing, like, traditional basic box, I probably wouldn't have interest in putting that one on the show either. But yeah. I, I, I'm looking, I guess, at the, the Yingling Brewery and their offerings as a whole, and the Shiner Brewery and their offerings as a whole, and I'm more receptive to the idea of having Shiner on just because of their vast array of products, their creativity, right. and how mm-hmm. they really transcend some of the styles of beer. Again, I think that applies to Sam Adams as well. We wouldn't have the Boston Lager on the Correct. show. Not that it's a bad beer. Yeah. In the end, in summation, I think the Yingling Summer Wheat is okay to have on the show because it is outside of the normal style that we usually find. Mm-hmm. It, it goes into those, those craft categories, I guess. Yeah, it, it tries to be a craft beer. Right. Uh, it is a seasonal only. Right. Uh, it's only available, I believe, April through July. Yeah. So, so it is, it's seasonal. It's not made all the time. Not only that... Uh, it is award-winning. Right. So I, I think this beer specifically fits the categories for being show-worthy. Correct. Yeah. So I'll, ju- I'll just leave it at that. Well, what do you think of the beer? I think it's one of the most boring <laughs> <laughs> and middle-of-the-road wheats I've ever had. <laughs> I, I don't care. I'll never, I, I could drink one again, or I could never drink another <laughs> one again. I, it wouldn't make a difference to me. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fine. It's 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 fine. It's just like if C, if the grade C was a beer, it would be this. Fair enough. Yeah, Adam. Well, obviously I brought the beer, so I like it. <laughs> I, I I've argued with the guys with you guys for half an hour to have it on the show, so I damn well better like it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I know where it's falling on my podium, but I don't know where it's falling on yours. Well, hold on. I, we still got two more beers to go, and. I, right. I, I might have picked up something bad, so... <laughs> <laughs> I have strong principles, but Adam, why don't you review the beer? <laughs> I like the beer. This is one of the beers that... Yeah, it's a summer beer. It mm-hmm. says so right on the label. Back porch, crack one open. Yeah. Sip on it. It's a good wheat beer. Is it the best wheat beer I've ever had? Obviously not. Is it the worst one I've ever had? No. It's middle of the road, but that's okay. I like it. I'll drink it again. Yeah, it, it tastes like mass-produced consumerism to me. <laughs> like, everybody, it, I don't think there's a single person who would dislike it, except for me, because I 
don't like tasting things like that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So you're not liking it based on, or not loving it based on principle? Just based on how boring it is. Okay. It's just, yeah, everybody can make this beer. Mm-hmm. You could turn this beer out tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, good. Yeah, I could. I'm pretty sure we've made better weeds before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is the first wheat beer we're reviewing on this show. Thank God we have nothing <laughs> from Yingling again and Sam Adams coming up for the rest of the episode. Just wait till the Oktoberfest episode. Oh yeah. God, I'm boss at that one out. You guys can just duke it out. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's the Yingling summer wheat. So is it craft? Is it not? Is it good? Is it bad? You can decide. We've made our points. We'll listen to yours if you want to chime in on any of our social medias, which we'll give you at the end of the show. So we will be right back here. Uh, I've got another wheat beer for you. Hopefully it's a little more creative than this last one. And we're going to learn all about the style of wheat beer and how it came to be. So stay tuned, Hop Nation. Welcome back, everybody. We are here and ready to drink some more wheat beer. And for the remainder of the show, I think I'm going to stop using the term basic bitch because we're now on to something a little bit more creative. And I am going to introduce that for our audience. I guess I can just throw away all my sunglasses with all this shade that's being thrown around. What you have to realize, Adam, is the, sh- the shade is not being thrown at you. Oh, I understand that. <laughs> it is being thrown at the Yingling summer wheat. <laughs> because as as we mentioned, it was it was a basic wheat. Basic bitch beer. I didn't even say it was a bad thing. It's just, I'm calling it like I see it. Wrongly? Nah, that beer was fucking Starbucks of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks of beer, all right. So let's get into something else, one of my favorite summertime treats that these guys may shit on me for, but I'm going to continue to enjoy it. It's been around for a couple years from one of my all-time favorite breweries, uh, the 21st Amendment Brewery out of San Francisco, California, IA. This is the Hell or High Watermelon, and it is a wheat beer, surprise, surprise, brewed with watermelons. You guys know anything about this beer? Have you ever tried it? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, so you have. So yeah. everybody's tried it. I've drank it out of your fridge before. Oh. <laughs> it was actually the first, I think it was the, well, it was definitely the first watermelon beer I've ever had. Same. And I think it was actually the first 21st Amendment beer I ever had. Hmm. Along with this one, the Back in Black, which is, I believe, their Black IPA, and then their Brew Free or Die, those were the first three 21st Amendment beers to mm. crack the Pittsburgh market. So also, it had to be one uh, of those three. Uh... Fireside Chat, wasn't that shortly along? Shortly after. I think that might have been number four, but that's a seasonal yeah. around the holidays. And I think yeah, it I just came in during the summer one. months. So, yeah. Steve, you are actually the person that introduced me to this beer. Okay. We went out golfing one weekend, and you had it oh, yeah. in a cooler in the back of the cart. Yeah, because that's a good golf beer. <laughs> it is a fantastic golf beer. It's a very light beer. Yeah. It comes in at 4.9% ABV, so just... Slightly above a Miller Light, so this one's certainly not going to get you toasted by any means, but uh, it's, a, it's a flavorful guy. So let's take a look at it, smell it, sip it, see uh, what we think. Again, it's 
pretty similar to the summer wheat we just had. It's hazy. Falls into that hazy wheat category. Hazy, but not necessarily cloudy. No. Yeah. The, the, the summer wheat was definitely a little cloudier. Right. Um, I got good head retention on mine. It's looking mm, like you guys. Might be a little bit. Mine's thinning out on top. Steve, not very much. Not much head for Steve. Uh, Some good carbonation. Point, point. Good carbonation. Now on the nose, it has it has the fruity smell, but it's not heavily watermelon for me. It's that combination of watermelon and malt. Yeah, is what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. Like if somebody made a watermelon sandwich. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'd be smelling. This one always smells to me instead of like watermelon, just more like a basic melon. Yeah. What would be considered a basic melon? Like a cantaloupe. Like a cantaloupe or a honeydew. Yeah. Yeah. See, I always thought honeydew was like higher end in the melon chain. Nah. No, I don't think so. Because if you ever get like a fruit bowl at a restaurant or a fruit dish, you always see cantaloupe and you always see uh, honeydew in it. You always see watermelon too. Yeah. But like a green, like a green honeydew, that's one of the least flavorful fruits I've ever had. <laughs> I hate, that's why it's everywhere. I hate the green honeydew. It's always on the Eaton Park buffet too. You see it in the fruit section. Yeah, cantaloupe, honeydew. Maybe on occasion you'll find a, a piece of pineapple if everybody hasn't picked them out already and just left the honeydew with the cantaloupe. Maybe a couple grapes. <laughs> green honeydew is the rice of fruit. Oh, okay. it just takes up space. <laughs> Speaking of taking up space, I'm going to put this in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Take Give up it a sip. Space. Mm. Still good. Yeah. Now, even though it doesn't have the nose of watermelon, that flavor is just right up front with you. Right yeah. up front. Yeah, you know what you're drinking as soon as it goes in your mouth. Yeah. And it lasts the entire mm-hmm. sip. Yeah, yeah. From the start of your palate all the way down the back end of your throat and so, into your belly. So what's nice is that it's not an overwhelming, like a Jolly Rancher taste. No. No, it isn't. It is, it is, it's not subtle, but it's not. Oh, no, it's not subtle at all. No, but what I, what I mean <laughs> but is. It's it, pronounced, but not overpowering. Pronounced is yeah. a good word for it. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, uh, it's not, it's not too sweet, but it's also not dry at all. Either. Correct. It's just a very smooth, easy drinking watermelon beer. Yeah, this is a this is a good one that you can you can sip on for a while. It's not so sweet that you're after after you drink the first beer, you're like, ah, I really don't want another one of these. Right. Let me switch to an IPA, a lager, something completely different. It's all right. I could have another one of these if it's there. Yeah, uh, at least to me it is. I could drink a lot of these in the summer outside. Well, I mean, we already mentioned that I introduced it to Adam as a golfing beer, so right. yeah, <laughs> we're, we're all in agreement on that one. <laughs> That's a good one. I actually went camping this past weekend, and I bought a 15 pack of the Heller High Watermelon, and I bought a 15 pack of the Brew Free or Die. And what I did was, while I was out in the woods, you know, doing my camping, playing some cornhole, roasting some food over the fire, I'd start with a Heller High Watermelon, switch to an IPA. Watermelon IPA, and I just switched back and forth, and it was just—it was like the perfect mishmash of flavors. I was felt like my palate was always getting something new, even though it was always getting the same two beers. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, with this beer, Sam, do you know if this is an American wheat? I mean, it was made in America, so I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's good. Uh, did you know that is that is one of several styles of wheat beers that are available to us here in the great United States, in the Hop Nation? Well, I know there's a, I know there's the German wheat. Yes. There's, There's all sorts the of American beans. wheat. Yes. What what other wheats do we have? Oh, we've got plenty, but first we need Belgians. to get, we need to get to the actual definition of what a wheat beer is. All righty, let's okay. bring it back to basics. And it's pretty pretty self-explanatory. The wheat is going to be on the grain bill. 
but for it to be considered a wheat beer, at least 50% of the grain bill has to be wheat. Okay. Okay. Pretty easy. Majority yeah. rules. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's 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 your basic ruling on what is a wheat beer. Does it have at least 50% of wheat on the grain bill? Okay. Okay. That's how you get in there. Easy. Yeah. Uh, it has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously came from the, the great country of Germany. Okay. Uh, from, from your Bavarian states. Approximately 600 years ago is when it when it was actually developed. And actually, wheat beers for a period of time had all but disappeared between the late 1800s through Prohibition through World War II. Oh, really? For mm. a reason, uh, multiple reasons, but the biggest reason on the front end is something that we have discussed earlier. Loggers. Oh, yeah, the prevalence of loggers taking uh-huh. over. Yep, uh, through Bavaria, through Bohemia, things like that. Loggers became so popular that the wheat beers were all but disappeared. Uh, and then in America, Prohibition came along. That obviously knocked everything off the off its pedestal. Right. And then right after Prohibition uh, came that little scuffle called World War II. Mm-hmm. And so anything German wasn't exactly looked upon <laughs> favorably. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense then. You so, mean the, sh- the schnitzel and the spatzel? <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm glad those made a comeback. Man, I love me some good schnitzel and some good spatzel. So there, the... One style of uh, beer that we've already talked about, the American wheat, there was actually a period of time from Prohibition to 1984 that it was never commercially produced. Okay. Okay. And it wasn't produced until the mid-80s when Anchor Steam, or when the Anchor Brewing Company actually came along, and they produced an American wheat beer. Okay. So, But it it wasn't their steam. It was not their steam. Right, that's a separate style. Correct. So it's very interesting. You have a stretch of almost 50 years where this style of beer was non-existent commercially yeah. in the United States. Well, there is some, I mean, you saw that almost similarly with the Goza as well. Right. Because that was another style that got knocked out, you know, because lagers became so prevalent. It, yeah, that one almost died out. Right. Right. And honestly, Gozas I've only ever seen in the last two or three years. Yeah. They're I, making a resurgence. Yeah, yeah yes. they're getting their resurgence now. Mm-hmm. Right. And the Goza's cousin is one of the styles of wheat beers, the Berliner Weiss. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, known as it for its its tartness, its low alcohol content. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one of several styles. Additional ones, the Hefeweizens. We've obviously, everybody knows about those. Big banana, clove flavors, big fluffy head. That's one of the, the signatures of the beer. It's going to be... Banana flavor, clove flavor, big fluffy head, low IBUs. That's that's your, yeah. your, the box you're working in right? Uh, for these beers. But there are other ones, your Hefeweizens, your Berliner Weisses, uh, you have your, your Weiss beers. There's one called a Crystal Weizen, okay. which is a wheat beer, but it is filtered so you can so all the yeast is taken out before it's served. So it's not going to have the cloudiness it that you not... usually see with a Hefeweizen Correct. or with the wheats that we're drinking today right. it's so the, far. It's the same color, but it is a lot more clear. Okay. Uh, that's just one style that has become popular in Germany, kind of died off. I think it's kind of coming back a little bit. Neat. I had never heard of that until I started doing research. <laughs> no, I don't think I know. I don't think, I don't think I've ever heard of that. It's not something we see. Right. Right. No. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, additionally, I know you guys have had this one, uh, the Dunkels. Yeah. The Dunkelweizens. Oh, those are some of my favorites, those dark wheats. Yes, yes. And uh, it, that is the perfect word for it. It's dark and it's malty. So not only that, you have your Weizen box. They're, they're a stronger beer. And uh, actually, uh, you had mentioned earlier that the summer wheat is currently being uh, sown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's being harvested. Harvested, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's By international harvesters, <laughs> yes, as yeah. we learned. <laughs> it's being I'm sorry. I should say it's reaped. 
being reaped. Yeah, it's being reaped. I sown, was backwards. Sown, yeah, sown. planting. Right, yeah. yeah uh, I was backwards on spring, that. One. Yeah, spring wheat is usually planted early May-ish, mm-hmm. and then it's harvested now. Now-ish. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then I believe October, November is when they start planting the winter wheat. Mm-hmm. So with your Weizenbox, what they'll actually do is they'll brew the beer in the fall, uh-huh. and then they'll store it all the way through until springtime, and then they'll serve it during the spring. So very similar to very similar to a lager. Correct. Yeah. Right. It, it's on the opposite side of the calendar uh, right. as your Oktoberfest or your Marsons. Right, 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 right. It's a little more appropriate. What else do you want to know? You know what's interesting about, uh, you know, wheat beers? They've been around for a while. They've kind of went away and then they came back. And what's interesting is if you recall, maybe about a decade ago, now that might be aging us because we were all 21 a decade ago. However, you could always, if you walked into a a beer distributor, you know, you'd always have those kind of oddball German, Belgian styles of beer. And there were some wheats included in that. But I feel like with the American craft beer scene, what really brought about the resurgence of this particular style was when all of our buddies over at the Coors Brewing Company introduced Blue Moon. Mm-hmm. A Belgian. And when that yeah. came Belgian out, went, man, yeah. that was like mm-hmm. the coolest thing in the world. And it's still very popular today. Uh, but man, if you could get your hands on a Blue Moon, that was like the hip thing to, to be drinking, especially if you were in college like I was at the time yeah. of its release. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the orange on the Blue Moon uh, was purely a marketing scheme? I, I do know if you brew beer and you have to put fruit in it to enhance the flavor, you screwed up. <laughs> Wait, aren't we drinking hell or high watermelon? Well, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> after the brew process is complete and you have yeah. to add fruit at the end after the beer is poured, you should be able to get those flavors using specific ingredients throughout the brewing process. That's what I was referencing. Yeah. Okay. But an orange <laughs> slice, I would never put a slice of watermelon on the side of this glass, although that would look pretty cool. I mean, as a garnish, maybe. <laughs> you know what's interesting? I, I apologize that, well, you know what's interesting? If you go to the 21st Amendment Brewery in San Francisco and order a Heller High watermelon, they will put a giant ass chunk of watermelon on the side of the glass. Nice. And once again, I don't love fruit on the side of the glass of my beer, but it's kind of cool. It's a novelty thing. You're there. It's their beer. They do it for fun. Right. I, I think what you're talking about in this case is with Blue Moon, they're constantly saying, oh, you need to squeeze the orange into it. You need to put it in. Exactly. The same with Corona. We're like, oh, you need a lime at the top of your bottle. Right. Whereas uh, 21st Amendment, they're just putting it there as the novelty is, aha, look, this guy is drinking the, you know, hell or high watermelon. Right. Or in the case of Fathead, the bumbleberry. Right. You don't need a blueberry in it, but it's nice when they just kind of drop one in. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. little touch. Right. right. It's presentation, not function. Exactly. And, and, and that's the way that the Blue Moon was, it was purely for presentation. Well, that, no, that wasn't for presentation. That was for, they encouraged... It was actually encouraged to put it on the side of the glass. Uh-huh. That way you could tell who was drinking what. That way you could kind of so, see okay. who was drinking oh, really? Blue Moon at the beer. Uh, or at, at sorry, the bar. At the bar. Yeah. yeah. That, okay. That, so it was the same thing as with 21st Amendment. Pure marketing. Interesting. So I actually didn't know that. I thought that, to Steve's point, that that was encouraged to do to add to the flavor and bring out some additional flavors of no, the beer. No, it, it was not a, a Corona move. Now we know the Corona, because yeah. <laughs> if you put a lime, a lime on one of those bottles, unless you stick the damn thing in there, you can't drink the beer. So, yeah. 
Although maybe that was their maybe that was their thing, and then people started pushing in, and it's like, no, this beer sucks. We're gonna plug it up with a lime. Don't drink it. And people were like, oh, let's just push the lime in the glass and drink it anyhow. Yeah. See, I I was always encouraged anytime I got the blue moon somewhere mm-hmm. when I was in college. I was always in, I was always encouraged to put the orange in. Right. Because that way people can see that you were drinking a blue moon. Yeah, well, no, I mean, if you're saying presentation-wise, if it's sitting on the glass, mm-hmm. that's a signal flag that right. you're drinking blue milk. Oh, they, they said to actually put it yeah, in. Yeah, I was told to squeeze it in. Who told you that? The bartender well, that would serve it to me. <laughs> they were wrong. Yeah, no, I was told to, like, squeeze it in like you're zesting a cocktail. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. I, I've had somebody tell me to do that before as well. See? I, I think what to your to your earlier point, Adam, it was originally made for that purpose. Yes. However, yeah. it just quickly spun into this, oh, let's put it in. Because I guarantee one person put in the orange and they realized, hey, it does enhance the taste. If you've ever had a blue moon with or without an orange, yeah. it's not a great beer to begin with. No. So <laughs> by putting the orange in, it does help things out a, lot, a little bit. But yeah, I think people started realizing, hey, this really does enhance the taste, and it just kind of spitballed from there. So you were talking about how the Blue Moon was, what was sort of the introductory beer to to all of the wheat side of the beers. I actually had a somewhat uh, different experience with that. Okay. How I got introduced to wheat beers was actually through a fine little establishment uh, called the Hofbrauhaus. Ah, all right. Uh, They have, in my personal opinion, one of the best beers, their Hefeweizen. I really enjoy their Hefeweizen. Um, I've enjoyed them multiple liters at a time. <laughs> As many of us have. They, they yeah. do brew some really, really good stuff down there. Their Dunkelweizen is very good, too. Yes. That's one of my favorites. Yes, I, I also enjoy that. Uh, their Rattler is actually very good if you want to kind of go with low that. octane. Yeah, yeah, I've never had that one. I, I don't even know if I've seen a Rattler down there, or is it just any of their beers mixed with lemonade? Yeah, that's all a Rattler is. I, I know, but can you pick which Hofbrauhaus beer that you want? I think they, recommend, they recommend that you go one? with, yeah, I think they recommend the Hefeweizen. Oh, okay. So okay. so it's not one that they specifically brew, it's just one that they, they'll make they'll make any of their beers a Rattler for I you. I think so. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Gotcha. And there's only one beer that I've ever used. All right, fair enough. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. The Rattler. One last... Um, Interesting point. Um, the American wheats, which I believe we're drinking here with a hell or high watermelon, mm-hmm. uh, that is very well known, uh, funny enough, for fruit additions in it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the wheats we see here that aren't coming from, you know, Hopper House or Yingling. Jingling or why can't You will not get off of that, will you? Well, we're still in the same episode. I'll get yes, off it next week. <laughs> next week, you won't care. That was literally just one segment ago. It's still fresh in my mind. But uh, also, why uh, Stefan Weinstefana. Yeah. Oh, we had that. I would like to pound the table, but I know that doesn't sound good on the microphone. No, no. Don't do that. I really want to. But so, uh, the Weinstefana, your Franz O'Connor, even a spot is pretty good. Right. Yeah. But you don't see fruit additions with that. that those not. are all just straight up and down heffies. Yep. And they're also top fermented. Yeah. As most of uh, wheat beers are. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, the, Ber- uh, the Berliner Weiss. Yes. That's top fermented as well. Yep. So that's just a little bit. We're, we're barely scratching the surface when it comes to these wheat beers. There's much, much more information, but we could probably do four or five episodes, not just segments, but episodes just on wheat beers. Well, that's good. So we're just kind of scratching the surface, give everybody a little bit of information of what, what the different styles are when it comes to the wheat category, what a wheat category actually is. 
some of the news and notes on that. So on this beer, coming back to this one, the Hell or High Watermelon by 21st Amendment. Uh, what did you guys think? Sam, what 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 did you think of the beer that you brought? <laughs> yeah, you brought it. Well, my contribution to this week's episode, I thought it was fantastic. As I said, I've had it before. I've been drinking it for years. It's been around for, I believe, three or four years now at this point. Always released in the summer. And... Ah, just a great flavor, and the thing that I like most about this beer, and I'm not even a huge fan of watermelon just to eat, you know, multiple slices of it, but I like the flavor in this beer. It it complements kind of the the weedy flavor nicely. It's not overpowering. Uh, it's it's low in ABV. You can drink a bunch of them. It's not too sweet. It's kind of like the middle bear in Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Not too strong. Not too light. Just right there in the middle. Good, solid drinker for me. That's all I got to say about that. Okie dokie. Unlike Sam, who isn't into eating multiple slices of watermelon, I'll buy a quarter at Giant Eagle and just go at it with a spoon. <laughs> no fucks given. <laughs> uh, uh, with that said, I really do enjoy this beer because it would complement such an activity really well or any summertime activity. Uh, this is such an easy drinking and it, again, like we said, it's not too sweet, and it's not, like, boringly dry. I, I just think it's a really great beer. For me, obviously, I like this beer. This is a golf beer for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only is it a great summertime beer, it comes in a can. That's perfect for golf. Mm-hmm. So this, if we, had, if we ever had to do a golf episode, I would have to mention this beer and then exclude it simply because we've already reviewed it. If we were to do a golf episode, this is the beer I would bring. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Bottom line. This is 100% a golf beer. Beyond that, I like it. It's a good beer. It tastes good. I can't complain about it. Unfortunately, we've already done it, so now you can't have it on a golf episode. You'll have to settle for the Terrapin Tea Time. <laughs> I've never had that one. Oh, I have. It's all right. I don't think I have either. I've had a lot of Terrapin beers. Is that right. new? I don't know how new it is, but hmm. I did find it, and it is in a can. So Good. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Two beers down, one to go. We just enjoyed the 21st Amendment, Hell or High Watermelon. We have one more coming up for you on segment three, and I don't even believe it's from this country. So stay tuned to find out what it is and where it's from. Comrades, I cannot do a good Russian impression, so I'm going to turn it over to Steve to introduce our next basic B beer, because I said I wasn't saying basic bitch anymore on this show. So, what are we drinking next? Before we get to the beer, uh, we got something else we got to talk about, that accent. What? What? That wasn't, that wasn't Russian, that wasn't Latvian... That was some sort of massacre of Eastern Bloc countries. I, what, what was that? With a little bit of Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. I am not good at impressions, comrade. That's why I was quickly trying to turn it over to Steve. What's like to introduce the bear from the motherland? My wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you've got 
Borat, Cool Runnings, <laughs> and, a, and a Bond villain rolled all into one. See, mm. I can hear, I can hear the expression, and I can hear a Russian voice in my head, but I am unable to mimic it. So I was trying my best for the sake of the show. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, thank you, Comrade Del Rico. <laughs> All next beer coming from St. Petersburg, Russia, is brewed in Russia, is named Baltica. Number eight is wheat ale. Hefeweizen, we will enjoy. 5% ABV. Comrade Malkin, two-time Stanley Cup champion. Three-time Stanley, Stanley Cup Three champion. Three-time champion. Three-time. Back-to-back, baby. Comrade Ovechkin, zero-time Stanley Cup <laughs> champion. Zero-times making the Eastern Conference Finals. Comrade Ovechkin loved to make the choke. <laughs> Poor little fella. Comrade Ovechkin drinks his Baltica with no cup. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done trying to imitate a Russian because I can't do it. No more it Russian sucks. impression. I just, I just want to try this beer. So, what, what do we know about this, Steve? Uh, like I said, it's coming from Saint Petersburg, Russia. Uh, it's simply named the number eight, which is a wheat ale. Uh, most of their beers appear to be named similarly. Uh, number six, number four, all representing a different style. Looks like it comes in at about 5%. Yes, ABV. it does. Yep. Seems, seems to be a common theme with the wheat beers. You're looking at 4 to 4 to 5% ABV. Yeah. Low IBUs. Hazy. Nice, easy drinkers. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a lot darker than the other two beers. It is darker, this and is. It, this is starting to get into that cloudy category. It's cloudy. It almost has like a tint of brown tossed into this. Yeah, it really does. It looks almost dirty. <laughs> yeah, that, I was trying not to say it looked dirty, right. but it kind of does look dirty. <laughs> it looks it looks a bit dirty. Now to to counteract it's that, a dirty Russian. Yeah. The head, at least on my beard, is a nice white fluffy head. Yeah, no, all the the head mm-hmm. is nice white and fluffy, as you would expect with a half of bison. Mm-hmm. Smell some bananas and cloves it in there. Smells like it's a half of typical sense that yeah. you can smell mm-hmm. from those half of I think I'm getting a little more clove. Yeah, I would agree. It's a little with more that. spice, mm-hmm. a little more spice, but. Hmm. Yeah, on the taste, that's definitely a lot more clove and spice than banana. It is. It is. Well, that beer has pretty much left me speechless. <laughs> as in, I haven't formed an opinion yet. All I right. need another sip, so um, I'm diving back in. Yeah, I'm going back for another. It, it was interesting. I didn't hate it. It's not bad. It do- I feel it doesn't have the same amount of flavor as the other two beers had. It no. clearly doesn't have any watermelon flavor, but even based <laughs> on that yingling summer wheat that we had at the beginning of the show... It doesn't even seem to have as much traditional Hefeweizen flavor as that. No, it doesn't seem very traditional at all. It's, it, seems, is, it is a Russian Hefeweizen, let's yeah, be honest Yeah, well, yeah, here. I mean, I don't exactly know what they know about Hefeweizen right. and, and wheat. <laughs> Unless they got the recipes in WW2. Right. Uh, when they went and got them. I don't know. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. I just I gotta keep drinking this one to yeah. to see what flavors might come up. I'm just I'm not getting a lot from it. I was hoping for a little bit more. Yeah, it might open up as we drink it. I figure we could play a little bit of a game. Such and as... what game are we playing today, Steve? We're going to play. Is it a beer or is it a horse or is it a computer? Let's find out. All right. I'm in. Okay. I like that <laughs> we're finally bringing back the theme song. I tried to make it stick. Clearly didn't work. Yeah. Maybe now we'll try it again. We'll, we'll, now, we'll try it again. 
But yeah, we're going to play, is it a beer or a horse or a computer minus the horse part? <laughs> there's no horse. So is oh, it a horse? horses in this race? No horses in this race. Ah, we all got a horse in this race. So th- this comes about by, uh, I was reading an article, and it's uh, based on, there's a blog that on Tumblr that does a lot of experiments with neural networks. And for the, I'll explain what a neural network is, Adam, for the as, soon as, I get, <laughs> as soon as I get through this is how I came upon this. Uh, but the article was that the, these researchers were experimenting with neural networks and they found a way for the neural network to produce beer names. Sort of a just a random beer name generator? Yes, it, but it's a learning computer, so it just kind of produces it on its own. So I'll explain. So I'll explain what a neural network that is. That is really going to enhance society. Yeah, <laughs> a computer that randomly produces beer names because we have not we have lost our creativity as a nation. Right. Um, stupid computers. <laughs> stupid computers. <laughs> stupid sexy computers. The, they do a couple other experiments where um, they had one that generates uh, uh, Star Wars names. Oh, I've seen those before. And yeah. one that generates uh, it, it generates. Uh, recipes like full full blown cooking recipes, mm-hmm. whether or not they're any good. That's <laughs> you can make anything in a re- into a recipe. Yeah. yeah, we should get some of those and try them. And just whatever yeah. it generates, that's what we have to make and eat. Fruit right. loops and pine needles. <laughs> yes, <laughs> gotta eat it. Uh, but the but the the neural network, what it is, is is a learning computer, and it's a form of artificial intelligence that's built off training examples. And what you do is you feed examples into the computer, and then it teaches itself to generate its own generate its own results. So uh, with this one, they took uh, a data set from Beer Advocate, and Beer Advocate provided them with a data set of styles, and then beer names in those styles, and then they fed it into the machine, and then the machine just started putting out its own oh. yeah it started putting out on its own within the styles okay so it put it out in its own names within the styles okay so just as an example if you put into the computer milwaukee's best it would spit out diarrhea in a bottle <laughs> well close but not really <laughs> uh more like if you put in an i if you asked it for an ipa name it would give you a name to name your ipa with Oh, okay. Yeah. Like pine needles in the face. <laughs> right. So it's not renaming the beer based on its characteristics. No, no, no. It's just giving, it's creating its own based ah. on what it's learned from other IPA names. So it, it has a name bank for all the IPAs. Yes. And now it's trying to create the name on its own. Right. It's just gotcha. not shitting on beers. Right, right. <laughs> Dang it, that would be so awesome. <laughs> I don't think you need AI for that. I think you just need a simple generator. I was thinking just three jamokes with microphones and a mother longer. Yeah, a simple return. All right, that'll be another poll for our listener. Who's better, Hop Nation USA or a supercomputer? Who is better at reviewing beer? Uh, let's not get no, the computers. Not, no. That's going to put us out of a job before we even make any money. Let's not do that. But I figured... Uh, we could turn this into a game, or I've turned it into a game, more likely. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you two through the paces. Mm. I'm going to give you two names. Okay. And I want you to pick out which one was created by the neural network and which one's an actual beer. All right. And we're, go- we're going to go through four data sets, and then I want you to tell me, at the end of each data set, I'll give you a chance to tell me what style you think 
right. we're, we were working in. Okay. So we're, we're going to do this pretty quickly, though. Okay. Uh, so I just want to start off. Earth Dock or Earth Rise? What are we trying to do again? Which Hold one? On. Which one's the computer-generated name, and which one is an actual beer? Oh, okay. Personal opinion, Earth Dock is computer-generated. Earth Rise is human-generated. Sam? I'm going to agree with Adam. You got it right. Boom. All right. Nice. The Boom. Earth, the Earth Rise is a beer coming from the Wolf Ridge, uh, Wolf Ridge uh, Brewery. Okay, so next one. Uh, Bigly Bomb or Trumpus Oranges? Bigly Bomb or Trumpus Oranges? Bigly Bomb or Trumpus Oranges? I'm going to start this one out, and I'm going to say that Trumpish Oranges is a beer, and Bigly Bomb <laughs> is bomb. A, bomb. Bigly Bomb is a computer name. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were both beers, and I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> no, we know that. <laughs> I, I kind of got to agree with Sam here. You guys got it again. Did we? Nice. Yeah. Now, who makes this Trumpish Oranges? Because that just sounds like a pretty... Dickish name? Dickish name <laughs> yeah. for uh, someone for, to come up with from yeah. a brewery. A uh, bre- uh, brewery called Dog Tired. Oh. Yeah. All right, our next one is uh, Heaven Cat or Wampus Cat. Wampus cat. <laughs> now, see, I don't know if this this is a trick or not. Okay. Because Devil's Backbone has a beer called Caddy Wampus. Okay. Hmm. What were the names again? Heaven Cat or Wampus Cat? Gonna, Adam, you go first. I'm gonna say that Heaven Cat is computer generated, uh-huh. and Wampus Cat is human generated. And I am going to say the exact opposite. Wampus Cat is computer generated, and whatever the cat other cat was. Night cat. Heaven cat. Heaven cat. <laughs> That's going to be the computer-generated one. Uh, okay, Adam got it right, and Sam, you're wrong. Wampus cat is from the Strange Ways Brewery. So we're at the end of the data set. Do you guys want to take a guess on what these beers were supposed to be? What was the first set again? So it, just going through the computer-generated ones, Earth Dock, Bigly Bomb, and Heaven Cat. They're, they're all the same style of beer? Yeah, they're all the same style of beer. I'm going to say an Amber. I'm going to say Saison's. IPAs. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody won. Nobody gets any points there. Nobody gets points on that one. Moving on to the next data set. Devil's Chard <laughs> or the Devil's Advocate. What? That's so funny. Well, because at first I thought you said the Devil's Chode. Oh. <laughs> no. Computer generated that one. It's got a dirty mind. I don't think the computer's generating Chode. <laughs> you don't know that. I don't think it is. So I'm going to say that the Devil's Chode is computer generated, uh-huh. and the other one is human generated. I'm going to say the exact opposite. I'm going to say the Devil's Chard is human generated, and the Devil's Advocate is from the pooter. Well, Adam gets it again. Man, and I'm not Sam, very good at this. Yeah. <laughs> Sam does not. Uh, Devil's Advocate is coming from New Bohemia. New Ooh. Bohemia. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, next, uh, next two, the... Providential Belgian style golden ale or spore of gold? I'm going to say that spore of gold is human generated uh-huh. and the other one is computer generated. Okay. Yeah, and I was going to say the same thing. Well, you're both wrong. Ah, crap. That was my chance to steal one. Yeah, it was. And make up a point. Uh, the Providential Belgian style golden ale is coming from the Unibrow Company. Oh. Yeah. Our, our friends to the north. Yes. So the we have the Cherry Booth. Cornister, or the chocolate-covered cherry things. What was the first one again? Cherry Boof Cornister. Boof? Boof. <laughs> What's that, a boof? I don't know. Do. I'm going to say the boof one 
is human generated. Uh-huh. And that other one, the cherry things. Chocolate covered cherry things. Chocolate covered cherry things is from the computer. Okay. I'm going to disagree. And Adam, you would be right. Man. Chocolate covered cherry things is actually from Great Lakes. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Never had that beer. I've never even seen that beer here. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's a common one. Uh, do you guys want to try to guess what style these beers were? I'm going to say it's a Bach. I'm going to say a stout. Uh, these were uh, strong ales. So Belgian triples, doubles. All right. Yeah. So you can't get you can't get the styles, but you can seem to get the <laughs> You win again, Esteban. Yes. Mother Russia has failed me. <laughs> that wasn't Russian at all. No. No. All right, next set. Fire pipe or fire ant funeral? Ah, oh, I'll start it off again. Fire ant funeral, human made. Mm-hmm. Fire pipe, computer made. Okay, and I'll, Adam? I'll agree. And you're both right on that one. Yeah. Fire ant funeral is coming from the Texas Ale Company. Texas Ale, you say? Yes. Good for them. So Come we got up with a better name than the computer. <laughs> so we got a uh, Granny Mary's and Obusty. 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 I'm gonna say Obusty is human generated, mm-hmm. and the other one is computer generated. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I gotta agree with them. And you'd both be wrong. Oh, shit. Oh, man. That was another chance. I, was thinking, yeah. I know. I was thinking I should have disagreed, but then I agreed because I thought Obusty and the computer wouldn't have came up with Obusty. Yeah, but it totally did. That was a whirlwind. <laughs> the computer must have been also looking at porn while he was naming beers. Must have been. Uh, Granny Mary's is coming from McGargles. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you guys want to take a guess at what kind of styles these beers were? Can you run through the human ones again? McGargles, the human that came up with that was probably also watching porn <laughs> <laughs> with the computer. They were side by side watching porn together <laughs> on another computer. On another computer. That's, That's a- computerception. Uh, fire ant funeral, Granny Mary's, fire pipe, Obusty. Oh, I'm gonna say red ale. I'm gonna say lagers. Uh, Sam, you'd be right. These are red ales. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So Sam gets a bonus point. Bonus points. Chalk up them bonus points. All right, and our last set, uh, starting with I the Moon or Polish Moon Milk. Some weird ass names. Yes. I the Moon. I'm gonna say I the Moon is computer. Polish milk is human. I gotta agree. And you'd both be right. Polish moon milk, uh, coming from the diarrhea company. I mean, Milwaukee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Milwaukee Brewing Company? Yeah, funny enough. Coming from the Milwaukee Brewing Company. Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next one's barrel-aged chocolate milk smoke or midnight kissed my cow. Say those one more time, poor (laughs) favor. Barrel-aged... Chocolate milk smoke, or midnight kissed my cow. Midnight kissed my cow is computer generated. Mm-hmm. The other one is human generated. And Sam, for the sake of trying to win this damn thing, I'm gonna say the opposite. Midnight kissed kiss my cow is human, and the other one is computer. And Sam steals one. Yeah, all right. Midnight kissed my cow you. coming from the Big Rig Brewing Company. The Big Rig, love those guys. Okay, uh, Shump or Rumpkin. <laughs> Shump or Rumpkin? Shump or Rumpkin? I'm going to go with Rumpkin Human. Shump Computer. I'll go the other way. Rumpkin Human. Shump Computer. Made up another one. Sam's coming back. I'm making a comeback here. All right. Final one. Okay. Where's Rumpkin from? I think I've heard of that before. Uh, Rumpkin is from Fort George. 
Yeah, okay. Last one. Cherry coconut mint chocolate or mint chocolate coconut mocha. That sounds terrible. <laughs> right? That's not even in the names. It just, that sounds terrible. That's a lot of flavors in one beer. Man. That sounds awful. Say, say it one yeah, more time. Cherry again. coconut mint chocolate or mint chocolate coconut mocha. See, that's bullshit. <laughs> this is a bullshit run Man. I think the computer is getting smarter. Is it? Is it? Or is it just, people with dum-dums? Is it just sort of copy it off of, you know, the other's paper? Yeah. I don't know. Which is kind of the point, I guess. Right, yeah. I'll go mocha. Okay. Be uh, human. Uh-huh. Cherry. <laughs> whatever the crap else was in right. it. Right. <laughs> uh, it's going to be the computer one. Yeah, I mean, they share three of the same ingredients. Yeah, right. It's just I one has cherry and one has mocha. Coconut, I'll just agree with them because I have no idea. Uh, yeah, you would you'd both be correct. The mint chocolate coconut mocha is coming from the Arbor uh, Brewing Company. Arbor. It's a pirate brewery. Yes. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't that be heavy seas? Yes, that yes. too. <laughs> that too. That too. Uh, you guys want to take a guess on what the style was on these? I assume it's a stout. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume it's a stout as well. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be, be right. Yeah, you'd be right. How else would it be with some of those, all the, adding right. all those flavors into a very good All those goofy ass flavors. <laughs> Has to be. Quick calculations. Uh, we have a tie, eight to eight. Are you serious? Yeah. All right. And I have no tiebreaker, so well, yeah, that's just the way it'll be. I think the true tiebreaker in this round should be, since Adam and I tied, it means we're both very smart, especially with eight points apiece. Right. And you were just reading the questions, so you have to chuck the hurricane. Yeah. Okay, the- that's fine, but we're... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it makes sense I, to me. I, I think the real winner in this is the computer, because you guys were both tricked almost as equally. Yeah. The AI is obviously getting smarter. Do you not welcome your new computer overlords? No. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> I, could, be? I could come up with a better beer name 100% of the time. Some of their stuff didn't even make sense. We did get tricked, though, I guess. So. Yeah, you guys yeah, did get yeah. tricked. So either the, it is getting smarter, or... Craft beer naming is simply just a game of Mad Libs. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. In today's day and age, it almost has to be. There's so many weird-ass names out there for beer. Everybody's taking all the good ones. Yeah. I don't know. Weird-ass name seems like a good name. Just weird-ass. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a beer out there called Weird-Ass. If there isn't, I call dibs. All right, then. After the Yingling stole the summer wheat name from everybody, <laughs> everybody else just threw up their hands and said, ah, let's just... Whatever the computer says, we'll just go with that. Gotta pick a verb and a noun. <laughs> I guess maybe we learned something? Yes, we will soon be, well, batteries? Well, no. Well, yeah, that's how the Matrix went. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though that's a giant plot hole, but let's not get into that. For, first it starts... Well, you had to watch the Animatrix to actually get all that. Yeah, because there was a whole backstory of the reasoning behind why they were being used as batteries, but mm-hmm. they didn't have time... Right. In the movie, it kind of yeah. filled a couple of the holes. Yeah, you had to watch the Animatrix. I'm just saying. That's where, that's where it all was. All right. Should we get back to this Russian beer? Da, comrade. Adam, why don't you take a, take first crack at this guy this time? What did you think of this? Uh, what, what is the beer's name again? The actual name? It is the Baltica. Baltica. Baltica number eight. Yeah. The, the Baltica. So if it was a Monopoly space, it would be the Baltica Avenue. Ugh, God. <laughs> it is brewed in Russia, St. Petersburg, if I remember correctly. Yes. I didn't mind it. It definitely has the traits of a wheat beer. Did it knock my socks off? No. Would I grab it again? Eh, maybe. If it was between that and an IPA, 
I would I would go with this. If it was sitting next to other available wheat beers, probably not. Okay. <laughs> Sam? Yeah, I didn't really care for this beer too much, and there's something on the bottle that tipped me off a little bit. Was and it that, made in Russia? No, no, that's fine. That it, you know, there, there's great beer that's made in every country. But the thing that really tipped me off and had me kind of weary up front about this beer and then confirmed that suspicion when I actually started to consume it was the fact that this isn't just Baltica. This is Baltica Premium. And premium is a very deceptive term when it comes to <laughs> drinking beer. One would generally think that it means of higher quality, where in, actually, in actuality it means it's a lower cost beer that is generally made with lower quality ingredients. At least in the beer world. So your suspicions were kind of confirmed. They were confirmed because I just didn't think it was very good. It didn't have as much flavor as I was hoping for. I mean, it, it, it definitely had some of the characteristics of a wheat beer that we've, um, you know, found in the last couple that we drank. But at the end of the day, I feel like there's got to be a Baltica wheat ale out there that isn't a premium. Going back to our Yingling example, I mean, we have our Yingling traditional lager, which is a, a fine beer. And then you have your Yingling premium which is of much lower quality, lower cost, and just, I, I don't even drink that. <laughs> Tastes like shit. Fair enough, fair enough. So, I don't know. Overall, didn't really uh, didn't really care for this one. Steve? I did not care for beer. <laughs> <laughs> Only potato. Uh, yeah, no, this, it, 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 like you said, it has the characteristics of a Hefeweizen, but it just kind of falls short on doing all of them correctly. And it also leaves kind of a weird malty aftertaste, which is strange for a Hefeweizen. Yeah. Yeah. It lingers around a lot more than it should. Right. So, n no, not my favorite. Probably wouldn't pick this up again. Especially since I think we can only get it in Bombers yeah, around here. So That's the only way I've, I've seen it. Well, this is the first time. Well, it's the first it, time so. you've seen it, but yeah, this is the only time I've seen it. And I've only seen it in Bombers, and I would rather not. Again. <laughs> but now we know. Oh, and by the way, the bomber was only uh, 250 so... Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my nice. God. <laughs> no wonder. Yeah, no wonder. I think it's time to go to the podium. May as well. Sam, why don't you go first? What, right. uh, what was your gold? What was your silver? What was your bronze? All right, so here's my, uh, here's my rundown on these wheat beers. Start in the bronze position... And as I mentioned towards the end of the first segment, because I didn't really feel that Yingling is much of a craft brewery, even though by definition of it, definition it is, I almost had the summer wheat pegged as my third place finisher today. <laughs> but now that we're drinking this Baltica <laughs> Premium, I'm not convinced that this is a craft beer either, to tell you the truth. <laughs> So knowing that, <laughs> I'm gonna put this. In my, uh, I'm gonna give this one the bronze medal because it just it wasn't great. It left a bad aftertaste in my mouth. I don't know. It just it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so it just it didn't. It's not something that I would drink again unless I was forced to. I didn't care for it. And at 250 a bottle, it's I can say it's not worth that. Whatever whatever the next level of quality is let's uh let's upgrade pay the extra 
buck, buck and a half to, to get something a little better. So that being said, uh, that puts the Yingling Summer Wheat in the silver position. So congratulations, Yingling Summer Wheat. That's uh, a position that you didn't think you were getting from me tonight, <laughs> especially after all those ugly comments that I made about you earlier. But overall, a good beer. Uh, it's solid. It's boring as hell. I uh, wouldn't seek it out. I wouldn't drink it if there was another choice, but as far as a Hefeweizen goes and a, a good summer wheat beer, I mean, it does embody the characteristics of that. So with that, it gets the silver. Gold for me is the Heller High Watermelon by 21st Amendment. Great beer, great watermelon flavor. I could drink a whole bunch of these on a hot summer day. Loved it. That's all I can say. So that's my bronze, that's my gold, and that's my silver. I don't know why I, don't know why I did it in that order. Usually go that was a very Yoda. yeah. That was unique. That was a Yoda-esque approach. It was. Well, let's uh, let's not worry about that right now. Done. And let's turn it to Steve. Why don't you go next? What's your uh, what's your bronze? What's your silver? What's your gold? I'm gonna just agree with you. Uh, much to my chagrin, <laughs> I was thoroughly convinced I was gonna be putting the summer wheat at the bronze, but this Baltica is so unimpressive and actually kind of bad at some points <laughs> that I have to put it at the I have to put the Baltica 8 at bronze. It's it's not the worst beer, but compared to these other beers it is not good. <laughs> it's not good. Not the good one, comrade. It's, it is not good beer, comrade. But perhaps in Russian winter when you have nothing else to drink. <laughs> <laughs> vodka has run out. <laughs> when vodka has run out and you have no more tears to spare, drink Baltica 8. <laughs> Premium edition. Premium. Man, that's sad. Um, well, Russia's a sad place, so. <laughs> uh, at silver, I'm going to put that summer wheat. Uh, already said it's very boring, and it's it, it's it's like the base that you would start at, of you know Hefeweizen beers, and but I just I do not want it. I don't want <laughs> I don't want it on a regular basis. I'll drink it if it's all I have, but it, it at least is competent. I'll give it that. It's a very competent Hefeweizen. There's nothing terribly wrong with it. It's just boring. And the Heller High Watermelon gets the gold because I love that beer. It's a very easy drinker, very flavorful. You can drink a whole bunch of them, and you can have a good time with them anytime, anywhere, whatever you're doing. Mm. Adam? This is going to be pretty easy. Uh-huh. I'm pretty much going to agree with you guys. Um, first, first, second, and third. Third place is this Baltica. It... It just wasn't good. It's premium beer from Russia. <laughs> it just wasn't good. American treat. <laughs> I can't imagine that how much less it costs to actually import it from Russia. Two fifty a bottle seems like just the import price. Yeah, what a waste of time. They've made no money on this beer. So I, I was not convinced with this beer. I had some high hopes for it. I was kind of pulling for it a little bit. I was hoping for it, too. We haven't really had a Russian beer. I believe this is the first time we've yeah. had a Ruski on the show. Yeah. It just wasn't good. Yeah. I, it just wasn't good. Silver, it's the summer wheat. As mentioned in in the first segment, uh, Steve, I believe you said this, is that this is middle of the road. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it is here. It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's middle of the road. It's yeah. basic. It's the Toyota Corolla of the beers. <laughs> oh, do you call it basic now? <laughs> yeah. The basic bitch beer. I'm bringing that word out of retirement to close out the shit. I don't, I don't think you guys are 
reading that correctly? <laughs> <laughs> so we had a Corolla Basic. with no options. <laughs> I, I guess I will. I will. Still has a cassette deck. <laughs> don't you hate on those cassette decks? I'm gonna fight you in the parking lot. But no, it is. It is baseline. I will say it is the baseline of the wheat beers right mm-hmm. now, and that's okay. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, drink what you want. I don't care. But that was the silver position. In the gold position, that was the Heller High Watermelon. Uh, that is one of the quintessential summer beers out there, and it's a it's a good wheat beer. Yes, it's a little bit gimmicky with the the flavor additions with the watermelon. It is not a 100% true wheat beer. I get that, but fruit additions is within the style of a wheat beer, so it's okay. It's yeah, okay. well, like you said, common for American wheat. Right, that's what I mean. It's mm-hmm. it's common. It's not out of out of the realm of of commonality, but it is not a what you would a, a traditional wheat beer, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's still definitely within the realm, but it's not necessarily a traditional one. Mm-hmm. It's still good. I still like it. I'm still going to drink more of it. So that is in my gold position. So Baltica, bronze, summer wheat, silver, hell or high watermelon, gold. Okie dokie. So I think this might be the second or third time that all three of us have agreed. I believe it's the second episode we've all agreed. Three for three. Yes. On wheaty ales, kind of kind of left us with no choice really, but <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this is a pretty easy rating scale. Yeah, it really yeah. was. It really was. <laughs> yeah, Russian <laughs> garbage, American craft in quotation marks, and then American craft with no quotation marks. Yes. So I, I, as I stated in segment one, I think it's important that you have to know evil to know good. And I think we had a good spectrum this episode. I really think we did. I, I would agree. This is, this is Russian evil. He's not great. <laughs> and then we have a good baseline that uh, with the summer wheat saying this is a very average beer. Mm-hmm. And then the Baltica showed us what happens when you're not an average beer. Right. You've, so. got, you've got the, the Russian Trabant. Yeah. You've got the American Ford Escort. Right, <laughs> and you've got the American Tesla. <laughs> All right, very good, very model model three, that coming out. It it just got released. Yeah, I think last week out. they just came out on the roads. I haven't nice. seen one yet. I really want to. I kind of want to go buy one. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah, why not? Why not? All right. Well, before we sign off for the day for the episode, conclude episode twenty three here. Steve, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us out on the interwebs? Oh boy, oh boy, because this is gonna. This is our first episode with a longer. <laughs> I made more work for myself. <laughs> you kind of did. Uh, but if you want to find us on social media, you can search Hop Nation USA, and that will get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, then we have some new avenues for you to pursue. Uh, you can find us now on the Google Play Music Store. Which also actually works on desktops. Good. Yeah, so if you have, like, you know how Google Drive works, Mm -hmm. you can listen to us on uh, your desktop that way. And you can also find us on Stitcher. And you can find us still on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes. SoundCloud for now. (laughs) (laughs) More to follow. Yeah. We all know Chance the Rapper is saving SoundCloud. Actually, they're uh, being bought by some other investors. Not by chance, the rapper. Well, it might be him too, but uh, they are—they are supposedly being saved. But I nice. don't—I don't know. Thank hmm. you, Chance. I don't know hmm. what's going to come of that. I don't know if they're going to gut everything. To be determined. Yeah. 
But regardless, if SoundCloud goes under, there's plenty of other spots to find us. Yeah. So no excuses, Hop Nation. No excuses. Coming soon to Podbean. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that concludes uh, episode 23. The Jordan episode. Ah, Mm. yeah. The Jordan episode. That makes sense. We should should have thought about that more and done Chicago beers. We could have. Dumb. (laughs) All right. Well. We didn't think about it either. From the Michael Jordan Studios at Adam's apartment, we're signing (laughs) off. We'll see everybody next week. Happy drinking. Happy drinking.